Lisa. I'm Stacy. Hi, Stacy. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I'm just uh, here to take part and see what's going on with these precious dogs. It's a cool fall day in Springfield, Missouri, and I just arrived at a local brewery for my first official duty as a Canines for Camo volunteer. Used to be a journalist for a really long time. Now I have lots of free time because I retired and I'm here to get some interviews with some veterans' families and some veterans about their dogs. Is I'm conducting some interviews with some of the folks who've benefited oh. from the program. Would you mind being an interview? Oh, the first person I met when I walked up was Terry Hall. She came here today with the service dog that was given to her husband, Jack. He's a veteran who recently passed away. So your husband was a, a veteran? Yes. Okay, so you wanted to get the dog to assist him in some way? To Yes, uh, to help him with his stability. And he had gotten to where he would get lost, like in Walmart or you know, simple places. And I thought the dog would help him. Yeah, absolutely. When you, how did you even learn that this was available? I learned through my daughter-in-law who is a dog groomer. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. she recommended them. And so I researched several places and I like this. I like the, it helps everybody. It exactly. just helps everybody. Yeah. I mean, not only the veterans, but the prisoners and the dogs and it's just such a good thing. We'll come back to Terry in a second. I want to expand on what she was saying there with a little bit of background. If you haven't heard of Canines for Camo, it was started by a veteran named John Lopez. What we do mainly is we provide service dogs for veterans at no cost for the veteran, but really we help three different organizations. One is the veteran organization with getting free service dog, um, food, vetting, anything they need to make the relationship, dog-veteran relationship work. We give all that to them at no cost. Um, we rescue dogs from death row, from, from uh, rescue groups. Uh, and then the third would be how we help the offenders or the prisoners. So we provide a new life skill for them that helps them when they get out of prison not to go back to bad habits. Since I've been in the program, I have learned uh, responsibility. I've learned patience. Uh, those are things that I didn't have before entering the program. Having so many felonies on your record and then getting out and trying to find a job is really hard. So knowing that I did well enough in there to be offered a job whenever I got out out here, that's huge. That's like... Um, that's really given me a head start. According to the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, about 14% of the nation's annual suicides are committed by veterans. While the daily number has actually decreased in the last couple of years, thank goodness, veterans between the ages of 55 and 74 are the largest group to choose to take their own life. They account for 39% of all veteran suicide rates. So that means about 6,200 veterans opted to commit suicide in 2019. It was the choice that made the most sense to them. It's clear, thousands of returning vets find adjusting to life after service is just too hard.
you know, he's helped me interact and get out of my bubble where with my anxiety and everything, I would hide in my shell. Veteran Joe Wolf talking about his dog, Winston. So he has really helped me um, come out of my shell and be more interactive with the public nowadays. Canines for Camo founder, John Lopez. I've been in situations that a lot of these veterans have been in, and, and so when I see the positive impact of dogs and, and the program, um, it is it, one of the most rewarding things that, that I'm able to do. And uh, the same with when I see offenders that are out of prison still working with dogs, the same with when I see dogs that I've worked with that would have been put down if it wasn't for the program. Uh, there's so many positive things that come out of this uh, this program that, that uh, uh, nothing else I do besides uh, with God and my family is, is more important to me. Could we just have a seat together? Okay, let's, let's come over here. Back at Mother's Brewery, I sat down with Terry Allen to learn how she and her husband Jack came to get their dog Soldier. He loves dogs at two, and I just felt like a, uh, a service dog would help him. I wanted to travel some more, uh, and I felt like the dog would help us. Like I said, he tended to get lost, and I figured the dog could at least find me if he couldn't find something else. When you brought him into the home, were you, did you, your husband have just like immediate benefit from that? Oh yeah, we both of course loved him immediately. <laughs> yeah, they told us to, or suggested that we leave the leash on him just to see how he acted in the home. Yeah. He's a perfect house guest. He's just such a gentleman. He just... <laughs> did he teach Jack a few things? Uh, well, um, yeah. <laughs> I mean about being a gentleman. <laughs> I, we tried. It just didn't rub <laughs> it off. It just didn't rub off very well. The level of impact of a service dog on a family is really without measure. Listen to this story from veteran Dwayne Hamilton. He has Parkinson's disease, and he's telling a story about how Moose, his service dog, impacted a recent doctor's visit. And when I went to see the doctor uh, three weeks ago, months ago, whatever it was now, um, she was going to put me back on a walker again until she saw his skills. And his skills are that he will not let me fall. They were doing me doing some exercises with me to see what my, how my balance was. And when I was standing up and if I kind of leaned to the left, he was here to break me on my left. And when I started leaning to the, to the right, he came around the other side and he was bracing me on my right. And then I guess a couple weeks after that, we, went, we were in a restaurant. And I kind of leaned to the back a little bit, and he's there about to push me back the other way. But he's, he's, a, he's an amazing dog. He has completely changed my life. While I was at the brewery event, I watched the veterans interact with their dogs. One of them caught my attention. His name is Brian Ouellette, I found out. I work at the vet center here in Springfield. He's a former Marine, has a dog named Bane and the dog is a mix of some sort, maybe a black lab, looks about eight years old, and his impact in Brian's life is quite astounding. What do you think the dog is bringing to your world that you didn't maybe have before? Well, a lot of people say that I'm wound up pretty tight and I've got PTSD from military service. Uh, touching him can seem to relax me. Mm -hmm. uh, he's very sweet, very loving. He has 
actually jumped up on bed and sometimes in the afternoons when I've taken naps and I'm flinching or tossing and turning and laid next to me. And I'll reach over, put my arm around him, and then my wife says it's like I just calmed down. Um, he has been, our, I don't want to say a playmate, but he, he's, he's a good uh, companion to have. Does he do anything else for you that um, maybe a regular house dog wouldn't know to do, like the training that he's been through? Uh, he's just very receptive uh, to my emotional state. And at my work, I, when I brought him to work, and I have clients who are having bad moments. He's, he tunes into them. And like one veteran I had came in, he was having an anxiety attack to the point he was starting to cry. Well, Bane walked up to him and started nuzzling him and stuff and reached out to him. And I watched the change in this client. He relaxed. He was like up here, down to here. Uh, now, one effect of Bane that I wasn't expecting was um, every so often I go to the VA clinic here in Springfield to get injections for pain. And usually my blood pressure is elevated, I, I guess not liking needles from my time in the Marine Corps. Well, one time I brought Bane and I started petting him, my blood pressure, the pot number dropped 20 points. So like went from like 162 to 142, and then I took it again and it was down further. Mm, that's wonderful. I think he probably gets the credit for that. Yeah. <laughs> what kinds of like things does he do for you out in public when you take him somewhere? Does it just make it easier on you overall? Yeah, if if he if he sees a group of people, he might stand in front of me and post up, or um, he'll or he'll come in close to me if he senses that I'm getting anxious about some. This podcast is a production of Canines for Camo, a nonprofit who serves those who served us. Veterans with PTSD who have service dogs experience lower levels of depression and reduce the symptoms of PTSD. We see it every day in how our canines empower veterans to re-enter the world with renewed confidence and security. Special thanks to Greg Harrison, who provided some of today's interviews. For more information, find us on Facebook and go to caninesforcamo.org to make a donation. Coming up on our next episode, this is the first time that Tango has seen her veteran in about eight weeks. Okay, now call her. Go down low. There you go. Good girl, Tango.